Welcome to Shit Your Teenagers Won't Tell You, a podcast about everything you need to know about teens. I'm Kathy. And I'm Meredith. And we speak teenager. Uh, did we also mention that we're best friends? We've worked as admission officers, prep school administrators, and most importantly, have coached thousands of teens. In other words, we have seen it all. So join us every week as we give you the lowdown on all the shit your teenager isn't telling you. Because trust us, there's a lot of it. And if you don't know what to do with the teenagers in your life, don't worry. We've got your back. Welcome back to another episode of Shit Your Teenagers Won't Tell You. And today, we're going to talk about a topic that we get a lot of questions about. And I'm surprised we haven't talked about it until season three. I know. It's interesting, right? It's odd. Because we do get a lot of questions about it. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about, drum roll please, transferring. So what is transferring? What do I mean by transferring? So transferring means going to one college, oftentimes a community college, but not necessarily, and leaving that institution, the first institution, to transfer into a second institution where you will actually receive your bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of different reasons to transfer Mm -hmm. and lots of great reasons to transfer. Mm -hmm. But there are also some bad reasons to transfer, (laughs) which we'll talk about too. And like, what is the reality of transferring? Why would you do it? Who does it? When would you do it? Um, right. And what, what instance would it make sense? So we're going to talk about all of that today. And how the process is different. Yeah. Process is really different than freshman admission. It is very different. And in some good ways, actually. And yeah. I'm a big fan of the transformation process. Me too. Me too. Uh, in a particular... Right. I know what you are thinking. <laughs> and we'll talk about the it's things the same that I'm thinking. thinking. That I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. So transfer admissions. Where shall we start? So... In what instance, like when does it make sense for a student to transfer? Why would a student be like, I thinking about transferring, here's my reason, and we would be like, that's a great idea. Okay, we have to break that question into two categories, I think, of students. The students that graduate from high school or get their GED and matriculate to a junior college who are coming to us with that question. Mm -hmm. Now, to be clear, community colleges or junior colleges are... Colleges that do not offer four-year They do not offer bachelor's degrees. They offer associate's degrees. Yes. And other kinds of certifications. And they do not have an admission requirement. So a lot of kids actually ask me that. Right. They're like, do I have to apply to go to community college? You have to register. You have to register, register, but you don't have to, like, apply in the same sense of the word that we usually – in the same connotation, we usually use that word. Yeah. So that's one kind of a transfer student. Another kind of a transfer student is someone who's gone to a four-year university and is interested in leaving that four-year institution to transfer to another four-year institution. So I'm going to take the first yep. group first. <laughs> so first of all, I just want to start this conversation by saying I am an enormous fan of the community college system. Particularly, we live in California. The California community college system is probably arguably the best community college system in the country. Yeah, and where we live in the Bay, there's some of the best in the state of California. Phenomenal. So yeah. junior college is a wonderful option for students who maybe need a little bit more time to kind of cook before they go off and live independently and travel far and wide away from home. It's a wonderful opportunity for students who have some financial restrictions on their four-year college options. Or maybe, you know, four-year college isn't for everybody and not all 17 and 18-year-olds have that question answered for themselves by the time they graduate Mm -hmm. from high school. And so it allows them to sort of experiment and play around with different majors and get some general education out of the way. 
The junior college system in California has wonderful partnerships with the UC system and the Cal State system, so transferring from a California community college into either a UC school or a Cal State school is actually relatively very straightforward. I mean, there's a certain mm, academic It's such a joy because it's, it's clear. It's so clear. It's so simple and straightforward. If you do X, Y, and Z, you're basically going to get into one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. So... Those students are ready to transfer once they have accumulated a certain amount of units, typically, and those units are comprised of their general education classes. Most four-year institutions who are going to take on transfer students typically take on transfer students in what will be their junior year, but sometimes also their sophomore year. And they want to see that those transfer students have used their previous experience, either at a junior college or a four-year college, to predominantly get out of the way the general education course requirements. So that's mostly what it'll look like for a student in the California community colleges. For a student from the four-year school to another four-year school, the receiving four-year institution is still going to want to see that that kid has knocked off a lot of GE requirements, but sometimes the reasons for that four-year transfer can look different. You know, two-year schools are in the business of keeping you there for two years and then hopefully helping you move into a four-year institution, if that's what you want. We have a number of students, you know, but students go to two-year schools and get their associate's degree, learn trades, and then go on to have wonderful, successful careers. That does not necessarily that you have to then matriculate to a four-year school. Yeah. So I think the reasons for transferring from the four-year to the four-year often are a little more complicated. Do you want to elaborate on those? Yeah, I think the most common thing that we see if a kid wants, is transferring from a four-year school to another four-year school is because they have arrived and have decided that the school's not actually a very good fit for them. Right. And I always, when I talk to college freshmen, I'm kind of like, you know, give it a little bit more time. Right. I actually help kids with a transfer process who then decide not to ultimately transfer mm-hmm. because once they've actually settled in more, they're actually like, oh, actually, I found a community. I'm fitting in better here. I'm liking my classes more. So they actually end up yeah. staying. But I think that's the first impulse is like, oh, I don't like it here. I don't have any friends I want to transfer, right? right. In like October and you started in right. September. Right, right. So but I also that. think it's major changes and yeah, you're that's now another at an institution like let's say all of a sudden you decided that you're really in love with nuclear engineering and you chose yeah. a four-year school out of high school that does not offer nuclear engineering and and you've really kind of become convicted about this being your future professional path and now you need to find a school yep. that offers that also circumstances change you know sometimes students find that something in their family shifts and they need to be closer to home or financial the financial situation shifts and so there can be life circumstances that drive yeah. transfers but mostly i would say it's most of what we get is i don't like it here i don't have any friends i don't feel like i found my people yet I think I made the wrong choice. Or it's also, I want to see if I can get into the first choice school that I did not get into. That happens a lot, I too. I block that reason. Huh? <laughs> I that also not, happens I a choose, lot. <laughs> I just can't let go of the fact that I was denied right. from USC. I have to apply right, again. Right, right, right. That does happen. And some kids are successful depending on the institution that they're transferring to. I mean, it's 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 nuanced, right? So it's not like Very. one size fits all. Some colleges are much more transfer friendly and yeah. some really aren't, right? Like yeah. a kid who's going to community college, could they transfer to a school like Stanford, like a highly selective school? It's probably pretty unlikely and there's some really special circumstance, mm-hmm. right, that they can explain their application of why they're going from a two-year college to really elite institution, right? Like, so that's, and we have some kids come to us 
with that kind of question too, right? Like I'm doing, you know, I'm at Foothill and I've been there and do you think I could transfer to highly selective? And I'm like, it depends on the highly selective, depends on their policy. USC just happens to be one of those schools that's very transfer friendly. Right. right. And it's just part of like, why is that? Because USC, that's like the legacy of USC and they've just kept it. And they've just kind of kept that as part of their admission model. And so they get a lot of students who are transfer students, but that's, I would say like, one of the few exceptions. I would say that's a – yeah, they're – for that for level sele- of selectivity. Yeah, for how selective yeah. it is. So the other thing – the question that comes up a lot is sort of when would it make sense for a student to transfer? And I think it bears some explanation about what four-year colleges expect that are receiving a transfer student. So first and foremost, you know, if you're at a four-year school and you're already a junior and you want to spend your senior year somewhere else, you're not going to get admitted anywhere. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Four-year colleges are invested in having you graduate from that college. When there is attrition, that doesn't look good for them, right? They want retention year after year. So four-year colleges, frankly, often it's much more difficult to transfer out of a four-year college into another four-year college. Depends on the school, depends on the state. So a lot of our our answers are going to be, it depends. The when is probably in the first half of your college career. So if you're at a four-year institution, it's after freshman year, after sophomore year. After that, it's going to be really, really difficult. You, you're probably going to need to stay put. And you're applying mid-sophomore year. Let's be clear. If you're applying sophomore year, you're applying mid-sophomore year. So you have yeah. Now, if you're applying to a four-year institution, you're a transfer student, which means that either if you're coming out of a junior college or a four-year school, you have already accumulated a ma- some college-level work. So some schools are going to say, it's not enough that we're only seeing grades from one year of college. So you can only transfer after two years. So for example, if you're at a California community college, you cannot transfer to Berkeley or UCLA, the most selective UC schools, until two years have passed, basically. But that's not true for all of the UC campuses. So it's really important if you have a child who's interested in transferring that you are specifically researching the transfer policies at each institution that kid is looking at. For four-year schools, for four-year private universities, sometimes you can transfer after one academic year. When we worked at USC, and we were looking at transfer students, we could take them after one, their freshman year or their first year. However, just think about the timing. We had to wait for spring semester grades. So we weren't able to take those students really until like June, which had implications for housing, et cetera, et cetera. When it's not a good time to transfer is when the child has literally been on the college campus for like two months and they think they're unhappy and they don't have any friends. I mean, I... It's so important that students, they are going, it's a massive transition in their life when they go away to college, especially a four-year school. And they like move away from your home for the first time. They're living independently for the first time. They have a roommate, all that stuff. It just naturally is going to take some time. So I don't really like to entertain transferring. Well, and there's and been, quite frankly, they can't. You don't get to transfer yet for most schools. For most schools, you got to at least you be better, there a year. Yeah. It's like not there's two. not enough information. And there's not enough, yeah, there's not enough grades under the, on the books. So one thing, one scenario that I do get a lot, (laughs) which is the, I'm unhappy. Yes, Mm -hmm. for sure. And then the other one is like, can I get into a more selective institution that I'm at? Even if it's not always like my first choice, whatever, like now I'm at this school, but I'm really had my heart set on a more selective institution. I'm at Michigan and now I want to transfer to Duke. Right. Mm-hmm. I actually asked this question. I remember where was I? I was I was at NACAC and went to the college fair, and I was talking oh, yeah. to. I remember you talking to. Do you remember this? You were at a session. 
I wasn't at a session. I was oh. at the college fair. Yeah, I remember you talking to me about this. And they were basically like, mm, yeah, nah. Yeah, I went to the Princeton table because I was like, do you ever take okay. transfer students? And they were like, unless they were unable to attend college because of military service. Right. No. <laughs> like most of the they IVs were very are, straightforward about it which was i appreciated the ivies are very not friendly to transfer students no so i would just put that like if you're using it as a strategy it's not a good strategy good luck yeah and it's it's pretty challenging to do i think there are instances in which it could make sense like wow like i don't really feel so challenged at my current institution i would encourage you to look for the honors program within the school that you're at but if it really isn't a fit right you can transfer. And what does that process actually look like? What are they looking at? What are they evaluating on? So it's it's not different from the it's not that different from the from the high school, like applying from high school process, in that it's still about grades, you're still gonna need letters of recommendation, you're still gonna turn in your resume, you're still gonna have to write a personal statement. But this time it's all college, right? And it's actually kind of hard. I would say what's different, the elements are similar. Although co-curricular activities are emphasized way less, your grades matter way more. That's right. Like if you don't, like I don't, like when we were doing transfer admission, it kind of reminds me, transfer admission in America reminds me more of the European system. It's like, do you got the stats or not? Oh, your light went off again. This light. going off? I'm going to call Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, you call Amazon. (laughs) Jeff Bezos. Why does my ring light keep going on? What's her face answers? Anyways, you have to have the grades, right? Transfer admission, in freshman admission, there's more forgiveness around you're working with a younger age student. There's more finding my footing in high school. It's a little bit more... It's just less subjective. Yeah, it's less And transfer admission is just up and down, which is actually kind of why I like transfer admission, because you can look at what you need. So there's a program... The, Cal- the California Community College program to the UC campuses, you can go Google UC transfer admission, and it'll show you exactly what you need, exactly which classes you need, exactly what GPA you need. It is so spelled out. It is so clear. So it takes all the, like, the guesswork of freshman admission is gone in a lot of transfer admission. Not classes. for the most selective campuses, though. Let's be clear. There's no transfer admission guarantee for UCLA, Berkeley, UC San Diego, UC Irving. Like, there's certain campuses that don't have it, and... Just because you get A's doesn't mean you're getting A's. No, no, it's still so, collective. Let's be clear. No, but, I'm, but what I mean is like it shows you, okay, these are the classes you need to take at your community college. It's going to be transparent about like you have to get A's in them. Like if you want a fighting chance, it's just cleaner to me, transfer admission. It's less objective, right? It's objective factors that they're looking at. Have you done the coursework and what grades have you gotten in them? But you still do have to write a personal statement. You still have to submit letters of rec. And it's actually kind of hard for college kids because the professor, the teacher, the the relationship is so different. And so they're kind of like, oh, yeah, I need a letter of rec. And in addition to your personal statement, you also need to write basically a second personal statement that explains why you want to transfer. And so you have to have, like, compelling reasons that you can spend 600 words talking about what is the reason that you're transferring. It can't just be – it's not going to – especially from a four-year to a four-year, oh, I just – didn't feel like I found my friends in the first three months of college isn't going to fly. Yeah. Your academic reasons actually have to be much more clear and academic goals as a transfer student, because you are going in as a third year student, potentially, right? You're going in with a major. You're not going in undecided anymore. Yeah. They transfer admission expects the child to be more convicted and decided about what they're doing academically. Like if your child is still sort of figuring it out and they sound that way in their application, they're they're not going to be admitted. Yep. That's true. 
But I do think it's a great pathway and it's something that I talk to kids about a lot because I think there's this sense like, oh, if I go to this college, this is my life. It's set in stone forever. Mm -hmm. And I'm so unhappy because I didn't get into my number one choice college or the second choice or the third choice. And I have to go to a school that was kind of like a mid-tier school for me. And I like to remind kids, like, you can transfer if you're really unhappy. Like, there is a process for that, right? You aren't – it's not like you're marrying somebody that you are you really don't like <laughs> and you're stuck there for the rest of your life, right? Like, you, you have an option. It's worth considering. But if you are – if you have a kid in that position who is ready to transfer and is really seriously looking at transferring, they need to be very clear about their reasons for transferring. They need to be very clear about what they're studying. Right, they need to be kind of in that headspace because I have helped kids transfer with the transfer process because they're just kind of like, my college is fine, Mm -hmm. but I kind of think like maybe I would like it better somewhere else. And those applications are not very compelling and they don't actually work, right? Like, no, they don't work. Yeah. Because again, college admission offices do not really, I think they care way less about feelings in the transfer process. They're like, do you have the grades? Did you take the classes you need to take? And do you have conviction about what you want to study? Because we want to make sure if we admit you, you're going to graduate. You're going to graduate. You're going to be here for two years and then you're out. All the other sort of figuring yourself out, your identity, as much as we may think that that's not fair, it's the bias in the transfer process. They're not really looking for students to like be discussing that in the same way that they might have more tolerance for in the freshman admission process because those kids mm-hmm. have never been to college. The bias is, well, you spend some time in a college environment, whether junior college or four-year, you should like know by now what the heck you want. Yep. And I would say one of the things, like I just had this conversation with a parent around like, they're like, could could my child who goes to this pretty hard driving high school, right? Where kids are very high achieving. The teaching is the, the level of teaching and expectations from teachers is pretty high. Okay. And they're like, but do you think my kid could just go to the local community college and then be happy transferring? And I was like, maybe a lot of kids don't want to do that. So like a lot of parents gun for the two, the two year community college, that would be great. You're going to save me a hundred thousand dollars, more hundred thousand dollars, right. Depending on the campus. Like that would be great. Like, can't you just go to community college? And like, why do kids push against that? Like, especially a lot of the kids that we work with, they push against it because nobody else is doing it, right? Like, I want to fit in. Everybody else is going to four-year college and I don't want to be the only loser that's going to community college, right? I don't want to, I don't want to stay at home anymore. That's a big one. That's a big one. <laughs> I don't want well, to be want, They want a traditional college, freshman experience. Yep. I want to go to the football game. I want to, I mean, those are all. I want independence. I want to, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm grown. I'm sick of high I, school. I'm more tolerant of those as explanations than the very first one because I also think, frankly, there's like a lot of ignorance about the quality of junior What college. was my first one? The first one is like, no one else is doing it. The kind of like a little bit of looking down on that pathway. Oh, sure. Like, I don't want to do it. It's not as fun, blah, blah, blah. To be fair, I think the quality of education at community colleges, just like at any college or university, can vastly vary, right? So you do have to research your community college. You mm-hmm. want to make sure you send your kids to one. I have, kid friend, I have parents who are actually looking at moving their kid to a community college. <laughs> College actually, because well, we have we're very spoiled in California and in the Bay Area, and then also where we used to live in LA. Like some of the best, they're really they're really good community colleges out there. So the point being, I think that there are kids who push against this idea of community college, this two year experience. 
I was absolutely one of them. Let's be real. Like my parents were like, you can go to community college. I'm like, I don't want to go to community college. All my friends are going to college. I'm going to be the only one who's not going. I'm going to feel like such a loser if I have to go to community college. Everybody's going to know I'm dumb. That was my, mm. right? That was my bias. I don't think that's reality. Correct. But I think that's some of what you're going to come up against. And I also think, honestly, like for some kids, it's actually community college is not the right fit because it's actually not going to give them enough of the structure and community. Like they're not actually even ready for, they need more than that. I actually think community college requires in some ways, frankly, more More independence and maturity and maturity than a four-year college. Because when you transition to a four-year college, you have, it's very wraparound services, right? You've got your RA, you have all these orientation events and junior college, which, and part of why I like junior colleges is because there's so many different kinds of people. There's your 18 year olds who are going and trying to get transferred to a four-year school. There's your 60 year olds who are just taking a class on botany for fun and everything in between. Right. And your classes are filled with mixed. Right. You're going to get a very, it's it's not a bunch of 18 year olds. It's a much more maturing experience. It's a more adult experience. I actually think to go to a junior college, I think you have to be a little bit more gritty and like sturdy in some ways. Because of all of those factors, because you don't have quite the handholding that you get freshman year out of four-year college. That's right. And I actually, in some ways, I don't think for some kids who aren't ready to go, I'm like, mm, are you ready for- They're not ready for that. Yeah. Community college, right? The amount of independent learning that you really have to do, I'm not sure that you can yeah. do that. So that's a real good question to ask too, is whether or not that is actually going to be the right fit for your kid. Mm-hmm. Or if taking a gap year is the right fit or doing a post-grad year, which we can do other, we can do more episodes about. But there are other options too, right, for kids who aren't ready for that next level of independent learning. What else about community colleges can we say is important for parents to think about? Well, it wasn't about community colleges, but it's more about, it's the issue that happens with four-year transfers, four-year to four-year So a lot of times students enter college, very understandably, with an idea of what they want to major in. Maybe it's business, let's just say. Mm -hmm. So they start freshman year by, you know, at a four-year school and they meet with their little business advisor or their freshman academic advisor. And that person says, okay, take half of your classes for semester should be general education. We need to start making a dent in those requirements. And half of your classes should be business classes because that gives you an opportunity to see if you like business as a major. Completely sound advice if you are an advisor for freshman students at a four-year college. Yeah. The problem with that is that if you think eventually you want to transfer, that receiving college wants to see you not major, not have a lot of classes in your area of major. They want that to happen at their institution. Instead, they want you to get all your GEs out of the way. So sometimes students coming out of four-year schools hoping to transition into another four-year school, they don't have the right coursework. And so for that reason they will get denied. I used to tell kids that a lot, kids who, when we worked in USC admissions, and even afterwards, kids who wanted to transfer to USC because USC is transfer friendly. And I would always, they're like, should I just go to LMU for two years and then transfer? And I'm like, you can, right? It's probably going to be a little bit harder. Like LMU mm-hmm. is not set up to help you transfer. Right. They want to keep you there. And whereas community colleges, they're expecting you to want to transfer out. So all the counselors yeah. there, all the support there is around helping you come up with a plan to transfer out to the school of your choice. So I would often say community college is probably the easiest path, right, to transfer. Right. 
And then I would be met with the resistance. Oh, but then everybody, <laughs> you know, the blah, 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 this, that. And again, we're working in independent schools, right? The spaces where kids are feeling a lot of pressure to quote unquote. I just succeed. think like, don't sleep on the junior college option because I think that's underutilized, frankly, and strategically valuable in a lot of ways. It's so much cheaper. Well, that. That's you know, the biggest. But a lot of parents are like, oh, that doesn't matter. Does as much. I was trying to think of the kid that I think for whom that's a, the right fit. And I think it's someone who maybe needs to be closer to home for some reason. Sure. That could be a good option for them. At the end of the day, though, I think what's important is that whether you're transferring, the the diploma on the wall is going to say whatever it's going to say. It's not going to say the the junior college or the first four-year institution. And no, no one in my life has ever asked me if I spent all four years of my life at USC or if I came after one year or two years, right? So I think it's sort of, important from that standpoint. The other thing I'll say is that sometimes we get students who where the the desire to transfer is really about something else. It's not really about a poor fit. It's not really about an academic preference. It's about something else happening. So I've worked with students who've already transferred once and oh my want God. to transfer again. I will tell you, I got a phone call once from a girl and I did an hour consultation with her. She had been to four different institutions Colleges? by the time she <gasps> talked to me. How did she even get into four? It was banana pants. I was like, say what? <laughs> I was okay. like, hey, you want to transfer again? <laughs> by the way, you should also know something. This just reminds me of this reminds me of one of my favorite admission stories. So the, I can't remember that. I'm sure this name of it has changed, but when we worked in admission, there's there's sort of these clearinghouses that admission officers have access to to see what other post-secondary institutions you've been at. So when you fill out a transfer application, you have to indicate, okay, like I've, I went to Pasadena City College or I was at Pepperdine or whatever, and here are the dates of enrollment. And then the admission counselor will expect to see transcripts from those dates. Each of those institutions. But there was some way we could check, and sometimes you can just sort of sniff it out where if there's gaps in educational experience or the kids transferred from a lot of like different junior colleges, it raises some eyebrows. So sometimes, like I remember catching kids in lies where there'd be an entire like year or semester. They're like, I'm not going to report that. Like, bad. That was report. a bad that year. That was a bad <laughs> semester. You're not going to be able to hide that stuff from colleges for too long. But yeah, how, what, what, so what advice did you give that child who has was on I was like, number four? Honey, I was like, how how did this happen? She was, but she was so miserable at her current institution. Like she just, it was during the pandemic. Okay, so there was like she started at an institution that was like online at the beginning. She okay. never found like when she got there, she couldn't find her footing. So then they, she went to she dropped out and went to a community college and then transferred to another school and then this other school ended up being too. I can't remember the details. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't like I didn't meet with her and be like, you're a hot mess and you don't know what you're doing. There was like a series of circumstances that seemed to make sense. Make it make sense. Right. That I was like, okay. And she was just in this position now where she was like, I don't know. Should I just stay? I'm like, not really happy here, but should I just stay? Because it's like, I only have two years left and I might as well just like, and I was like, I think my advice was like, yeah, yeah, there's always grad school. Because, (laughs) and your advice was probably, yeah, because of that. Because- if a child is interested in applying to graduate school one day, it matters less if you're just going to go straight into your career and maybe 10 years down the road apply to graduate school for something pre-professional. But if you want to go to graduate school out of undergraduate, you can't have four different colleges on your transcript. <laughs> like, it's not going to go well for you in graduate admission. But, yeah, that's interesting. That's, it was a really unique situation um, that she was in. And, and she was actually pretty mature. Like, I... 
in the conversation with her, she seemed really mature and thoughtful about some of the decisions she was making. Her mom actually was a professor at a university, which is how I think she ended up at one of the schools that she didn't like. But anyways. You see my face? I'm not buying it. I'm sure there was something else going on. Four places in how many years? It was two years. I think she had like no. two and a half years maybe. She like had been at a semester here, a semester there, a year here. I mean, I don't really yeah, remember I mean, all the details. Poor but- thing. I mean, that's probably so... There's no opportunity to land. There's no opportunity to sort of root and get settled. I think we can't yeah. emphasize enough that it, the transition from high school to college is a massive shift in a young person's life. Highly disruptive, right? And for a lot of yeah. kids, it's great. It's fun. They start, they, they're ready for that independence. They're excited. They make friends. They find clubs to join. Mm-hmm. But that's not the experience for every student. And the timelines differ. So I think one of the things that I hated, I, by the way, hated USC when I went. That's because I wasn't there when you started. That could Is be that it, right? Meredith, but I really, truly hated it. I went in a different era and it was, yeah, it was really bad. And I really was so miserable there. My family would go home and my, I remember, you know, my cousin and her husband, they were like, I don't think we've ever seen you this sad Aww. in your life. And I was like, I don't think I ever have been this sad in my life. Like I'm so unha- I was so unhappy that I went home every weekend, and I was like, could I was one of those kids who couldn't wait to get out to get out. And uh-huh. transferring was really on my mind. Thankfully, well, what would you have wanted someone to tell you at that time? Well, I mean, what people did tell me is like it's going to get better, and this, 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 that, and the other thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. And honestly, I'm not sure anybody would have said anything to make me feel better. I was really kind of in it, and I actually it reminds me of another. She's not a student that I worked with professionally, but I sort of mentored mm-hmm. who was having the exact same experience at USC 20, you know, 30 years later, mm. but feeling very like just disconnected. Mm. And my advice to her, I was like trying to connect her. I was like, you yeah. need to find your community. For sure. Finding your community, finding people who are similar in terms of interests and values. Mm-hmm. Finding a place where you can make a contribution, where you can feel more looped in and connected to this very big institution makes a big difference. I mean, that made a difference for me ultimately. Yeah. But a lot of it is actually pushing through that like phase of just like, this sucks. Well, it's the difference between encountering an obstacle and deciding, okay, the only way to fix this obstacle is to excise it from my life. Or giving a little bit of opportunity to see if you can overcome or move through it. And I think that's what's so hard is if you were running into, if your child is so unhappy, it's hard sometimes to know, I think, if like this is one of those moments where they need to develop some resilience and learn how to cope with these uncomfortable feelings and like seek out resources to help Mm -hmm. improve them. I would say start with that, Mm -hmm. but give it boundaries, right? Okay, like let's come up with a list of things to try. Let's see how that could go. Let's let's talk every week and see how it's going. And let's give it two months. Let's give it three months. And if you feel exactly the way you're feeling now in three months, yeah, let's look into after it. After having done all of these different things, then let's absolutely look into it. I totally hear you. It also just makes me think about the work we do with high school students and why, you know, this is one of the many reasons that, you know, Kathy and I are so insistent on researching schools well and really for students to really think about what makes me happy what kind of kids do I like to hang out with? Do I learn? Is it okay for me to learn in a school with 30,000 students or do I need need a school with 3,000 students, right? Do you have that homework on, you know, you can't, it's not a perfect science. It's an art and kids change. So what they thought they wanted at 17 might be different than at 19, but it's part of why really knowing yourself, your kid, 
the school makes a big difference when they're in high school. So we can come up with a list of schools to apply to where they can really thrive dynamically, not just academically. Well, and you have to remember, your kids are going off to college. They actually aren't adults. Um, They're still adolescents. And fitting in is still one of the primary needs that they have. Mm-hmm. is to fit in. And yeah. so that's why the school visits can be so if you can make if you can visit a school like helping kids just see like can I belong here? Right? Do are there people here like me? Yeah. So big and that was like this my struggle and the same student the student I was talking about 30 years later, the struggle at USC was totally the same. It was about fitting in, finding people like me. It's so interesting yeah. because I think on the surface I would have thought that between the two of us you would have so more naturally fit into USC than me. No. Because I just don't look like most of the kids at USC. Well, there's that. Especially that then. was the biggest thing. Especially then. Yeah. I and mean, there was plenty of Asian kids, but it wasn't like, you know, I came from a world of just Asian kids. The student that I'm talking about is biracial, half black, half white. Mm-hmm. And it's harder, I think, when you just it don't is. look like the typical student at a school, right? It's it, yeah. You will find your people. I believe that. I, I believe that if you try, you can you, find you your can people. You can find your people. And you don't need a lot of them. You just need You're right. You, you don't need, need a, a few lot of them. them. Mm-hmm. But they're they're there. It's just harder to find. Sometimes and it can take time. I think that's what's hard is when the school's big. It can take a longer time to find that. I think I just got super lucky because I think I lived in the honors dorms and it just instantly put me with around like a bunch of other nerd balls. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. So that's actually like a great. It's a great option for a lot of kids. You know, honors programs. Yeah, within smaller. larger, yeah, within larger. My GE classes were way small because I was in thematic. Yeah, they were tiny. Like I had instead of like a, a freshman writing class of two hundred, I had a freshman writing class of eleven. I did have a freshman writing class of like fifteen kids. Oh, nice! But you know what? Our teacher was awful. Oh. It's like, Peter I do remember Stokes. that teacher. I remember my, remember? He, no, <laughs> Peter Stokes was my writing teacher, one of the best teachers I've ever had. And he was this, the most like soft-spoken yeah. class of 11, right? Like not a big room, hard to not, I could not hear him. I was like, Peter, what? what? Mr. Stokes, what? <laughs> so, so soft-spoken, so gentle when we were like, but you would get your paperback. That shit was dripping with ready. Like he would tear your shit up. I was like, yeah. who are these two people? Not not my experience at USA. You and I had Oof. very different, well, you were in the honors program, right? It's a, and also different era. USC, I think, had an 80% admit rate when I applied. Mm. Let's be clear. <laughs> it's an 11% admit rate now, people. Just saying. What else with transferring? Well, Did you cover all the- there was a, another thing that I thought of, but I'll probably bring it up in another episode because I've, I've lost my... You've lost your... I've lost my train of thought around... There's one more point that I had. I mean, I guess the net takeaway is transferring can be a really viable, interesting option to explore. Yeah. Don't sleep on the ways... Junior college could be a good fit for your kid. And ask us questions. If you have questions about how the transfer process works, and also ask schools questions about it. Don't be afraid if you're visiting schools to ask them, hey, like, how many transfers do you take? What's the transfer process like here? Is there Are there clear guidelines? Often, if a big clue is if they are kind of transfer-friendly, there will be a whole staff dedicated to just transfer admission. So, rule of thumb, public schools, much more transfer-friendly, no matter in what state they're in. Correct. Less transfer friendly, privates. Yeah, sure. That's it. Because they don't have to be. They don't have any sort of like public mission they're serving. Right. Yeah. Right. All right, folks. That's our episode on transferring. Hope that helps. And we'll see you next time. Awesome.